and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas. Keep it rolling, baby. There we go. Today, we're back. We're talking new metal. We're talking about some boys, and I do mean boys, that we have uh, never done on the show before. Serial Joe and their album, Face Down. We're going to be talking all about these guys. I'm sorry. These boys. They're boys. They're these boys. These children. These smooth, mm-hmm. smooth boys. <laughs> I've, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> More because of prepubescence than... Oh, yeah. No, I mean, any body here they have is quite an accomplishment. I will say that. Absolutely. We're going to be talking all about them. But before we get to that, we have got to talk about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting. Who is? So we got some emails, some big, big emails uh, with a lot of interesting things being asked of us. And I thought we'd take a moment to talk about them. Uh, Jenny, you want to talk about this first one from Ryan? Sure. Uh, Ryan says, uh, Dear Roach Coachers, I'm your newest fan. I discovered your podcast four days ago and spent the next two days at work listening to five handpicked episodes. I have to admit, before I even listened to an episode, I saw the podcast start date and was skeptical that someone could continue to talk about new metal for an extended amount of time. Then when I saw that it wasn't until episode 136 that you finally discussed the album that was the height of new metal popularity, Limp Bizkit's Chocolate Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water, I knew at that moment that Roach Coach was someone I could rely on to display a wealth of new metal knowledge. I chose episode five, Kid Rock's Devil Without a Cause, as the first episode to listen to. Oh, boy. Wow. I wanted to use it as a litmus test to see if, like me, you have a nostalgic love for the genre and embrace the shit show that some of it was. I own 92 out of the 138 albums you've discussed so far. Wow. Oh, my God. I just realized how many albums you've listened to. Um, (laughs) I have so much more to say, but I don't want to come off as the overzealous guy who says, love you after the third date. So for now, I just want to leave a few suggestions. I've only heard five eps, so forgive me if you've ruled some of these out already. Sugar Ray, the first two albums, Floored and Lemonade and Brownies, they abandoned the genre to make pop music but they were there in the beginning. Drain, S-T-H, Freaks of Nature, Cypress Hill, Skull and Bones. Yes, most of this release is rap music. However, when this album came out on CD, it was two discs. The first was The Skull, and it was rap, and including a version of Rap Superstar with Eminem. The second disc was six songs, but they were very new metal, including Rock Superstar. I 100% support putting the Bones disc in the canon. I look forward to catching up on many episodes. Until next time. Keep rocking the party all night long. Oh, yeah. Oh, we will. We, we will. Have, we have no choice. Absolutely. Yes, we're locked into this until the better end. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, thank you for those recommendations. Um, Drain STH uh, is on the long list, as is the Cypress Hill album. Sugar Ray. We've gone back and forth. We did a song at our live show at the uh, uh, last year. Um but I don't know. We've kind of danced around it. I don't know. What do you think, Jenny? I would do a Sugar Ray record at this point. Why okay. not? At this point, I think we could do a Sugar Ray record. <laughs> at this point. At episode right. 25, I think it was a way different story. Mm-hmm. Things mm-hmm. change over time. Right. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. Uh, another email we got. Uh, the header on this one is, Heard You on the Best Show. 
Hi there. I heard you on the Best Show segment last week during the epic Top 10 New Metal Bands uh, segment. It's incredible to learn that someone is out there producing a very prolific podcast on the subject, as some of my <laughs> fellow radio vets of the era and I have often joked about doing the same thing. But your commitment to the genre is really something else. That's two in a row that are just like, holy shit. How many of, How many of these have you I done? I get 10, but 150? <laughs> Are you okay? Do you What's need wrong anything? with you? <laughs> uh, I started my career in commercial alter- alternative radio. I was a DJ, uh, MD, and PD at decidedly new metal stations in the late 90s and early 2000s, like Extreme Radio, KRZQ Reno, Extreme Radio, KXTE Las Vegas, and X Rock, KQXR Boise. I like X Rock. Uh, I was on the front line of the sudden and unexpected drop D six string bass macho rock takeover <laughs> of the alt format. I was responsible for booking many festival shows like this, and he included a link um, to a festival that he booked. Let me bring it up. It was called the KXTE 107.5 FM, our big concert 2001. It was at the Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas, Nevada. The lineup I don't know who played when. This is the lineup, though Fear Factory. Monster Magnet, Newfound Glory, Nonpoint, Papa Roach, Run DMC, Static X, Systematic, Taproot, and Blink-182. Wow. Wow. Quite a lineup. I hope everyone... You know what? No, I take that back. I think everybody had people to hang with on that. The Blink guys hung with the Newfound Glory guys. The Taproot guys came between a couple of those. Yeah, I'm sure they had a great time. If anyone might have felt like the odd man out, it probably was Fear Factory. But they're geniuses, so they're fine. Mm, yeah, true. Burton was just like, I got to write. <laughs> Sorry, Taproot guys. I got to write. Let's see. Um, I had to pull the plug on bands like Stereo Mud for saying racist shit on stage. I was involved in public views with Little Freddie D on three separate occasions. I had to intervene when Unloco was about to get beat up in a strip club. I accidentally used Wayne Static's mic when doing a stage introduction, and in doing so, revealed his insane live vocal processing. There's lots more. Um, And he says, I I hated the music so much, but the radio business being transient as it is, I somehow ended up running some of the most influential, most aggressive alt stations of the era. It was very strange, and I still have some residual guilt about it, as going all in on new metal effectively gutted the alt format on commercial radio for the following decade once the genre had fallen out of favor. I live in San Francisco now and have worked on the streaming tech side of music for the last decade or so, but the conversations that I have with my friends who also worked in and survived the new metal era are some of the funniest and most fun that I ever have. Anyway, I love the show that nerds out hard over relatively niche topics. You guys are awesome, and you were great on the best show. I am I was partially responsible for the commercial new metal explosion. AMA, or don't, keep up the good work. Matt, formerly known as Matt Diablo. Ooh, thank you, Matt Diablo. So if you're a, if you're a Roach Rider or Indigo Angel from the West Coast, and you remember Matt Diablo, you got to hit us up. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. And Matt, I, I I actually trimmed down. This is a much longer email, but I trimmed down that Matt is like, if you ever want stories, you he's like, I don't want to just throw myself out there. He's like, I will tell you stories. I'll come on the show. He's like, I mean, just his list of things, I want more details in all of them. Three public feuds with Fred Durst. Yes, tell me more. Unloco getting beat up at a strip club. Tell me more. Agreed. The, the Wayne Static Mike thing. I read that 
on the first time I, I saw that when I got the email and I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then um, all the static X stuff started coming down and I started thinking of the live show that they're putting up at this reunion. And I'm like, there's your fix. If Wayne static was running his vocal through some elaborate mixer distorter, you might not even need a guy who really sounds like Wayne to be there at these shows. You need more of what I like to call body type. <laughs> Come on, that was just Oh annoying. wow, thank that you. Was just that for was, you, buddy. I got some full body chills from that one. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren loves cool for the summer. I do. Uh all right. We got an email from George. George says, Hi, I like your show and hearing your opinions about new metal. I know you guys don't do unknown bands often, but I saw you do Crawl Blind, so I figured I'd try anyway. I think an album you guys should really check out is These Precious Days by Once Over. It was released in 2004, so safe to say it's out of print now, but you can find it on Spotify or Amazon if you search. Thanks, and can't wait to hear if you like it. George Klein. Thank you, George. Thanks, George. Thank you, George. Have you ever heard of these guys, Jenny? Once Over? Oh, no. I, uh, I looked them up. I listened to a bit of a track and I was like, yep, this is, this is, this is us. <laughs> this is what we do. Oh yeah. Put Every it week. on the list. Right. But I put it on the list. So yeah. So once over is on the long list. And you know, guys, we did an app. Speaking of unknown bands, we did an app all about addiction, AAKA addiction crew. And we got a little feedback on it. Oh, remember oh. that? Episode? Uh, I was like, we, what when did we talk addiction? about addiction? nothing <laughs> i had a face that said huh yeah i agree yeah. but well, now i addiction remember crew yes yes yes, remember. yes 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 uh josh toomey said if this album came out in 98 then it's a classic 2001 is stretching it and if 2003 no thanks i almost wish he would have sang in italian the translations were pretty awful wow wow there very you go. strong opinion uh matt mm. murphy says pretty corny with a k but luckily not very corny with a c love it so just imagine what that would look like if you saw it typed (laughs) (laughs) i think you painted a word picture thank you (laughs) with my mouth brush with your mouth (laughs) (laughs) oh oh boy let's keep going (laughs) all right uh that tab history oh yes 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 yes. uh mike hoverlock said as much as i live for the terrible albums you guys just wreck it's always fun to see a new band to me show up and wreck shop even the bloodhound gang bad touch meets kmfdm couldn't derail this banger you damn right all right ronnie neely said wow this is generic new metal done completely right this is the first time i actually enjoyed an album that you guys have shown me Okay, thanks, Ronnie. Thanks, wow. uh, okay. A shameless album never picked up steam. The heavy accented vocals were hit or miss, mostly a miss, honestly. Wish he would have just sang in Italian, but the instrumentals were nuts. Also, I googled the album, and your podcast is the fourth result. Smiley face with a P. All right, we did it. <laughs> yeah, we did you, it. Uh, Jeffrey Thomas is great surprise that this turned out to be a heavy hitter. The vocals that got lost in translation were more than made up for by the universal language of low end. Only one thing was bothering me. The Martian synth during the breaks and download. I could have sworn I'd heard it before. It took me a while to realize it's a close cousin to the opening of Gary Newman's Tubeway Army song, Me, I Disconnect From You. And he sent us a YouTube link to confirm his findings. 
Thank you, Jeffrey. <laughs> Findings confirmed. Duke Cannon said, love the episode. The band was such a breath of fresh air to you guys. And even Lauren forgot to mention the famous drum sound he so badly hates. That loud cracking ping. I remember hearing this band on Worldwide Metal Compilation about 12 years ago when they went by Addiction Crew. And what I heard tonight doesn't even sound like the same band at all. Addiction Crew was just bland and awful. And this was a downright banger of an album. The episode was a milestone for me because every band you guys have ha- have showcased so far, I both heard and listened to. And I say that because Addiction and Addiction Crew just aren't the same band to me. So this was a brand, this was brand new to my ears and damn, it was good. Thank you guys for the episode. It really made my night. Thank you. I think that comment taught me that I need reading glasses because if I look down too far, I can't <laughs> read letters anymore. Thank you, Duke. And thank you. Thank you. Uh, That's it for Who's Tweeting. Keep on tweeting Facebook and Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you may be featured on the next feature of Who's (laughs) Tweeting. I got to get some, I got to get a thesaurus. Uh, The album of the week, Face Down by Serial Joe. Jenny. When did this album come out? Oh, this album was released in 1999. <gasps> That's More it? S- I think so. Do you have a specific date? Oh, I thought we had. It just says 19. 19- oh, you're right. It just says 1999. With all of my deep Wikipedia research of clicking on the title of the album. I'm seeing 99. Uh, let's see here if we can find a more specific date. This is what our listeners... Okay. All Music says that it came out June 15th, 1999. I believe that. It's right in the middle of the year. Whoa. So This me, is the closest I I'm looking it up now. I'm looking it up now, Matt. We've ever had, baby. It's one week. One week off. Before Significant Other. So it is officially getting the party started serial joe showed up wow. they said my parents our parents are dropping us <laughs> off to get this party started but we got to be out of here by 9 30 my mom said she'd rather me like know that i'm drinking than me do it behind your back so i'm gonna have mm. a couple cups of kalua and, and then at 9 30 my mom's picking me up because she says that's when it's the thick of it and that's when it's <laughs> crazy my stepdad, Richard's actually pretty cool. Um, he agrees that I can have a couple cups of Kahlua. So then when I get home, me and Richard are going to jam. A couple cups of Kahlua. That is what I had the first time I ever went to a party. <laughs> so it's a personal reflection. And a white Russian is just Kahlua and cream, right? And vodka. And vodka. Yeah. Oh, wow. I just had, I remember I got in such big trouble. My mom found out I was at a party and she picked me up and she's, you are grounded. So many bad things could have happened to you. And I was like, I just had a couple cups of Kahlua. And I just yelled it. A couple cups of Kahlua. I got grounded for a month. Whoa. Wow. It was a harsh thing. I was pissed. A Here month. I am. See, she drove me to do a new metal <laughs> podcast. That month of grounding, you're like, I want to get you back. They're going to be over 100 hours of me. Talking about Chuck. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> That's every parent's dream. Uh-huh. Yep. 
A hundred hours of chug dissection. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right. All right. Well, okay. So now we know when this album came out specifically. Uh, Jenny, any history with Serial Joe? Uh, no. It was recommended to the podcast. I thought the name was very funny. And I said, got to do that. That's all. How about you, Lauren? Uh, the exact same origin story there. Matt? Uh, no, but let's. I can't wait to dive in. <laughs> Jenny, who's in Serial Joe? Uh, the children in Serial <laughs> Joe are yes. named Ryan Dennis. He's on vocals and guitar. Uh, Dan Standicki on drums and backup vocals. John Davidson on bass guitar. And Ryan Stever on guitar and backup vocals. Uh, the band's name came from a girl with a speech disorder who had mispronounced the name Sergio as Serial Joe. So that's um, cool. <laughs> the that's name ju- came from mocking someone with a speech disorder. Well, isn't that similar to how Sloan got their name? I don't know. I thought that was like Sloan. There was like there was something somebody was called like the slow one and it became Sloan because of how it was said. Mm. Well, maybe there, it's a Canadian thing to like take your um your band name from somebody mispronouncing something yeah it's true uh they are from newmarket ontario yeah they're all uh they're all young kids when they made this album in high school right high school um they got popular with a song called skid row they won the 1998 much music video award for best independent video oh shit I know Skid Row. I know this song. Okay. <laughs> oh, Matt, was this was was this a song? Was this like a formative song for you? Well, no. Here was the problem. I watched a lot of CBC guys, Jonavision, and the exactly. like. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, much music was uh, was a, their cable MTV, but um, anything that was there would roll down to the CBC. And uh, there would be Friday night videos and things like that. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they um, they you they garnered um, winning that award. Uh, they became the house band on YTV's System Crash, and then they were uh, they awarded the YTV Achievement Award for Best Band hmm. of all bands, Best Band according to YTV in 1999. Um, then they released this album and from this, they performed at Woodstock 99. What? And, and I hope they're okay because they were still young men when they were there. They I were mean, we the joke- emerging artist tent. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And the, we, we joke about them getting dropped off at a party, but I mean, Talk about needing some parental supervision. Woodstock 99. Oh, boy. This record, how successful was this record? It went gold. There you go. Gold record. That's basically all. Oh, what do we have for um, genre tags, Jenny? Oh, genre tags. I got them. They are post-grunge, new metal, and alternative metal. Okay. And producer, this is a new guy. Never heard of this guy before. What's his name? Uh, if I could pronounce it, uh, Dave Rag, 
rave. I'm sorry. Dave rave. I'll go live. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Canadian record producer, mixer and musician. He is best known for as skinny puppy. Yeah. Dave Ogilvy. Ogilvy. Yes. I guess I did a really bad job of pronouncing <laughs> his name, but yes, Matt knows. <laughs> Matt's all over it. Skinny puppy boy. There we go. Also did Serial Joe. Unbelievable. <laughs> this is really shaping up to be your episode, Matt. I know. <laughs> we haven't uh, got to this cover yet, and I'm fucking dying. Oh, we're almost there. <laughs> I just want to point out something. Looking at Dave uh, Ogilvy's Wikipedia, along with working with being in Skinny Puppy, working with Nine Inch Nails, working with Marilyn Manson, KMFDM, Pop Weed itself. Yep. In 2011, he sat down at the mixing board and put together a little song called Call Me Maybe by Kyler Ray Jepsen. Wow. Look at the guy from Skinny Puppy Go. Congrats, Dave Rave. Dave Rave. You did it, buddy. You just keep on trucking, bud. That's right. Good for you, Dave Rave. Let's talk about this album art, you guys. Oh, my God. So... We have in what I would describe as like loose anime style. There's a, I mean, is that, is yeah. that correct? I would, I would say yes, <laughs> that this is loose is emphasized. Yeah. Loose anime, I think is very apt. I yeah. would say perhaps somebody who saw an episode of Dragon Ball Z. Right. And, and somebody... Who was a fan of the Phoenix Suns because these <laughs> this is their color scheme. <laughs> we got purple. We've got yellow and orange. Um, someone's walking down a road. He's crying. He's older. He kind of looks like Ron Moss um, from The Bold and the Beautiful and also the band player. Weeping. No pupils, just white eyes. Um, it looks like Rush's Starman has just toppled over i don't know if he has a huge rock for a dick or if he tripped <laughs> over a rock but he's nude and the sun is setting and there's a shadow i think that's his knee it is his knee okay <laughs> but i like that jenny's like that's definitely a dick it's in a place where you'd expect but it to see totally a dick. it is a double taker <laughs> Like you keep looking at this thing, like okay, that's a, that is an extreme shadow. Unless he has a good turkey leg for his other leg, that may as well be either a rock or a dick. Well, let's just say that body proportions are way out of control in this drawing. And I want to say, if one of them drew this for a high school student, this is very good. Um, the artist was Adam Wilkinson. Who is not in the band, but did they give a birth date? (laughs) Like, (laughs) I don't know how much I can make fun of this. You mean, you mean like, is it Adam from art class? Like, yeah, like, was it just like this was this done in nineteen eighty six? Right, was this like done in independent study, or is this like a professional artist that they were like? I I'm going to look him up uh, right now. I can tell you though that the concept of the album art and the whole design was thought up by Ryan Dennis vocalist well what's the concept that basically the front cover would be a man crying and a naked man crawling through the desert oh he's crawling he didn't trip he just chose to crawl i believe it's a crawl you believe he he fell fell. well it looks like he is saying woe is me i am nude in the desert he's gnashing his teeth as it were um 
But boy, oh boy, this is... Put this on your wall and confuse everyone who comes over. This is a real piece of work. So, um, looking up just uh, Adam Wilkinson artist, um, I'm not finding too much. Um, I'm finding an African-American gentleman who seems to focus on photography. I found a guy with that name on DeviantArt, but he appears to be an electronic artist. Um, So this this guy may have just done this one. I mean, he may have literally been in study hall. It may have been a study hall sketch. This looks Um, like something that people would have drawn in high school, kind of. This I mean, very if we wanna, much is. Yeah. yeah. If we want to follow the concept thing down, it's like when you know a guy who can draw and you're like, hey, can you draw, you know, Superman? Cool. Can you can you draw Batman? Can you draw, can you draw Dragon? My buddy, Ryan, he's a good artist. We used to do that all the time. Can you draw this? Can you draw this? And he would until he'd be like, don't, I don't want to draw for you guys anymore. So maybe this is it. They're in class. Ryan says, hey, Adam. Psst. Adam. What? Serial Joe, we we've uh, been we, we're making an album. Oh, fine. Yeah, good for you. I we wanna we wanna put something sick on the cover. Can you draw it? We know you can draw. Look, man, I don't know. What is you got any ideas? I got some really good ideas. Okay. Imagine a man. With slightly gray hair, no pupils, crying. Okay? okay? But behind him is the desert, and there's a naked dude. And he's on the ground. He's got this giant dick. I'm sorry. I was, like, listening to you guys, and I really hope that if you give him a dick, it's a huge rock. This is, like, I get it. It's, like, Mortal Kombat, but, like, you're sad about it. Yeah, like, yeah. Raiden without his hat on. Got it. But yeah, super important piece of this, though, is that I really would like it if he had a huge rock dick. Yeah, for sure. There's Yeah. Like he's been trying to like walk with his dick through the desert and it's so heavy that he just can't go on and has to like drag himself. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Yeah, you're going to love what I do. <laughs> and then he brings them this and they're like, perfect. Well, the great the great thing I found out on their follow-up album, do they go back to Adam? Do they say Adam? <laughs> they take crushed a it step. so fucking hard. They take a step in a different direction. Jenny, who did they get for their second album album cover? Uh that would be Mr. McFarlane himself. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They sure did. Oh my god. They called out Tom McFarlane, they're like, hey. It's the guys in uh, it's the guys in Serial Joe. We're ditching Adam. We're going to you. We saw what you did on that corn cover. We think you got what it takes. <laughs> You're Canadian. We're Canadian. Let's do this. Again, we'd like to emphasize that we need a huge stone dick. Right. If there's a way to get like a huge rod made out of stone. We need this hog to impede the progress of anybody trying to walk. We're looking for an award-winning hog. On this album cover. We're, we're looking for a rock hog. <laughs> yeah, we need it. <laughs> should we play a song? A bold, yeah, probably. Well, we probably should. I just want to mention the uh, picture of the the guys in the back of the, of the uh, album. Um, I believe this is uh, Ryan up front. 
He's got some uh, little spikes in his hair. Uh, and the other guys in the band. Um, I got little I mean, spikes. They're little spikes. They're, they're not big spikes. I want to I wanna point out, these are like... Babies. Babies. These are like 15-year-old boys. They are young. <laughs> they are young men. And yep. they're mugging like they have something to like they have something to say. And I know you yeah. feel like you have something to say when you're fifteen and you do it in a way, but they're just like taking me right back to high school here. Absolutely. All right, yeah. Let's get into this music. <laughs> <laughs> it is music. Uh all right. The first track on the album uh face down is called Should Have Been Mine. <laughs> Music to have a stone dick to. Oh, yes. <laughs> Jenny, we'll start with you. Your thoughts on Should Have Been Mine. Um, Sounds like some high school students in 1998 wrote it. Um, I feel like it's harmless. Uh, I like the, the album art. Um, never have there ever been clearer like, lyrics. And it even points out what the chorus is for you, which is very nice. Um. There wasn't anything about it that like particularly grabbed me, but I also didn't hate it. Um, just felt like kind of generic. I don't know if it felt particularly new metal to me. Um, it it was just I guess it sort of gave me like it was like vague alternative music from that time. Um, if this was made by grown men. I would probably feel compelled to roast it, despite the fact that I've never written a song in my life <laughs> and have no <laughs> musical talent to speak of. But because it's like high school kids, I can't un I can't not right. know that. And I'm like, good job, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren, what do you think? Yeah, I got a very, very nineties alt rock vibe. Um, I feel like while I never saw Serial Joe live, I saw the Warren, Michigan version of Serial Joe at least a couple times in some middle school auditoriums or something like that. Um, the chorus is very Silver Chair. I was going to say Silver Chair. Silver Chair is, I feel like, a big component of this, which is funny because they were just young kids, but there was, uh, they had a little something extra. They had an X the, factor, the Daniel Johns factor. You know, um, 
The drum production, I'm coming back for you. Little tinny, little tin can. <laughs> um, but at the same time, these boys do have passion. Uh, the song seems to be about a fractured relationship. He's talking about feeling empathy for her pain because he's been there through it too, which is pretty open for some boys so young. So I admired that. Because um, with that album title, you know, as has been pointed out, we've done hundreds of albums at this point. <laughs> and, you know, your antenna goes up, which should have been mine. What are you what are you saying? What are you saying over there? But, you know, it's it's a failed relationship on both sides. Interesting take. Matt Nas. I think you captured it. I, it definitely gave me a, a silver chair-esque vibe much more in the alt rock uh, than the new metal. Um, but hearing this song and looking at this album cover is just sweet liquid gold, man. I mean, <laughs> does it get any better? It is amazing that these high school kids did this. That here we are in 2019 sitting in my basement talking about it. Yeah. Fucking good for you guys. I mean, they must be the same age as me. Yeah. That'd be my I, guess. I think they're the same. Yeah, they're they're probably, yeah, in their mid-30s now. Thinking about that, what I want three people to be sitting in a basement talking about anything I did. In high school? Oh, boy. No. I'd be like, hey, well, I was... I was fucking 16. I just got a pube. <laughs> like, <laughs> give me a break. Uh, well, with that in mind, let's move on to our next song, Deep. P.O.D. is fresh squeezed lemonade. Cereal Joe is crystal light. Whoa! It's still fine. (laughs) (laughs) But it's not your go-to. No. I don't know. What did you think, Lauren? Uh, It was interesting how, uh, you know, uh, the first song was so alt-rock, so silver chair, and to immediately go, oh, we have more in our repertoire. We can also rip off Rage Against the Machine. And uh, I think they don't do a bad job. It's got a good chug. Of all the jobs I've heard, this isn't the worst. No. No, but... It ain't great. This is like... I don't know. They just sound like such reasonable young men. Mm-hmm. When I hear this, it's just like, hey, guys, we should like figure stuff out 
Whereas like Rage Against the Machine is like, burn this shit down. Yeah. It's like, sometimes stuff is hard, but you know what? With the support of our friends and family, we're going to get through it. <laughs> like, make sure you link to community. Yeah. Hey, you is might it, be it? mad, but I'll see you later and we'll work it out. <laughs> like, that's what I'm getting from this. Which time, time heals all wounds. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it the Canadian politeness? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's youthful optimism, right? Like, if you think about a high schooler's idea of what could make us better is idealism, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, I, there youth is for optimism and then crushing cynicism <laughs> comes in college. Well, the funny thing is I think about, you know, going back to silver chair, uh, you know, they were 16, 17, but I mean, there's some real, venom in those early i mean in the, I, I would say early songs in a lot of their songs you know i mean daniel johns was dealing with a lot of personal demons which i think came through but also speaking of some other teenagers canadians who came out around the same time the ladies of kitty yeah. they were they were they had a lot to they, they had a lot of you know anger going on i mean Maybe just, you know, we're seeing the difference between, you know, being a girl in rock and being a boy, you know? Yeah, I I appreciate how this is sort of like, a, I don't know, a bit of a con- like a, a contrast to some of the things you've seen where it's like these dudes write lyrics about women that are just like super fucked up. But like, these guys seem to be just like, hey, sometimes stuff is tough. But we're mm. going to get through it. Like, there's there's no anger in these songs, I don't think. It's more of, like, a frustration with, like, growing through life. And I think that's just fine. But it is, like, weird. I There was no point because I watched the videos. Well, I listened to this, and I was like, they sound young. And then I watched the videos that you sent me, Lauren, and I was like, oh, they're 10. And then I did my research on them and I was like, oh, so I, I don't think I'm able to listen to this um, from any perspective other than just like these are kids that wrote these songs. So I right. want to support them. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Keep going, Serial Joe. <laughs> You're going to be uh, on the, the Comcast on demand Battle of the Bands thing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, my other note was that it is something of a wake up sheeple song, but like, get up on your own time, you know, like wake up, but you, you know, got time. You, I mean, you've got you time snooze a little bit. Yeah. We're giving you a hit on the snooze button. <laughs> um, yeah, that's all I basically have on that one. All right. Up next, we've got mistake. <laughs>
how much pussy did these guys get? Honestly, I didn't even want to bring it up because they're the, high schoolers. Right. And I have to say the pussy they got would not be legal. <laughs> This is the closest we have to a shock jock moment. <laughs> I would say. Come on. <laughs> this is like. That song is a panty a dropper. Of, they got a lot of over the bra boob touches. Yeah. That song's a winner. It's not new metal in the least, but like. Anthemic. Good feeling. <laughs> If I, if anybody in my high school came out with that band, there is no good way to talk about this. Come on. Oh boy. Okay. They're all so seniors and they're all eighteen. Come on, everybody in senior year is eighteen. Let's let's Jenny. Let's talk about this music video. Um, which one? W- give me a, a quick revision because okay. I all watched right, so, all of them. Okay, so mistake. Um. I realized that the videos were for the first three songs, so we'll have to kind of backtrack. Yeah, so we'll start this, with Mistake. This is the phone booth one, right? Um, this is the one with um, they uh, are pushing the BMW up at the very beginning to get into the club. Hmm. And then once they get into the club, the, the BMW explodes in like a CGI explosion behind them. But it's so quick that you almost miss it. And you're like, why even tell us the car exploded? Is this the and one where like the girl... Yes. Well, okay. She like goes into the phone booth and is like, ah, "Please, please." Yep. And, like, they That's don't, the yeah. That's the one. Yeah. And then they have this awkward makeout. Yeah. And, and because it's like because she's obviously in at least her early twenties and he's and, fourteen years old. Yeah. I was like, and "This you is shouldn't be seeing this." And whose parents signed off on this? And can we go back to one of the previous songs where there are hot nurses in the whole video? <laughs> There are 30-year-old hot nurses with, like, just huge boobs all over the world. Yeah. And he's that, like, I'm I'm like, you're, I'm sorry, ma'am, but you're 15. Like, who signed a waiver for this? And what did those women feel like? when They're like, all right, yeah, you're going to be really hot nurses. All right, we'll get the rock stars in here. And they're fucking 15 <laughs> years old. Uh, so, so the mistake. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Yeah, thanks. You're doing a great job, Brittany. Like, do you have your balls dropped yet, young man? Like, what are we doing here? Uh, excuse me, miss. Yes. Uh, your your breast hit me in the face. Okay, it- that's because I have that's because I have tits, young man. Just why don't you just just go do your what do you have algebra two? Uh, well, I'm go work on that. Oh well, okay, I'll see you. All right, in the next take. Okay, I guess. great. <laughs> and then they um, play mistake. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> then it's a different story. <laughs> it's a totally different story. So yeah, the video for Mistake has yeah an incredibly I wrote in my notes an incredibly awkward makeout with a model that may have <laughs> well has been his first kiss. We don't I know. was like I want to f- fucking look up this woman and be like tell me about your experience because you're obviously just like a super hot model probably 23ish and then you get called to be in this video and you're making out with a teen. Yeah. What is going yeah. on here? Model search. <laughs> Attractive single young female 20 18 to 24 ish. Yeah. Willing yeah. to willing to kiss 
prepubescent boy. <laughs> oh boy. He I don't know how old they actually were. Like it's it's entirely possible that he was 18 and it was fine, but watching it as a person in my mid 30s, I was like what the fuck? I felt like I was going to get arrested for watching this video. <laughs> it felt wrong. And I want to mention all of these videos lovingly preserved on YouTube. The quality is incredible. They're like in high def. Like they've been remastered. It's nuts. <laughs> they do um, look really good. They look yeah, really good. They're really good. Like, yeah, they're, we pulled up some videos by like major label bands and it's like the, like a, like a, a tape of a tape was uploaded, but it's Serial Joe, all their videos, pristine. Direct um, transfers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the source material. The, the video for Deep, um, that one cracked me up for a couple reasons. For one, we've got the band singing over a coffin. They oh, open the coffin. That's right. And it's the it, singer. It's the singer in the coffin. And the nurses are there. The nurses right. are omnipresent. Like the nurses are everywhere. I noticed with the nurses, though, they never really interact with the guys, I don't think. I don't think they even touch, no, they touch but them. They, no, they I'm wrong? give a okay. vibe okay. where it's like they're going to make out. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- and they're I like, was like, we'll kiss each can't, other. They can't. We'll kiss each other, but we won't kiss you. Because that's like, the feeling. When they're over the coffin, there's like a very heavy vibe that they're going to start <laughs> making out. And I was like, I don't know how much they paid you or like well, definitely teenage boys every, wrote this video. Everybody knows that the thing that could bring a prepubescent boy back from the dead is <laughs> lipstick lesbians. Three hot nurses <laughs> making well, out. The thing that's funny is that the the model in the mistake video, she had the vibe of like, I'm doing the best I can, but I didn't not sign up for this. <laughs> the models in the deep video were like, we're professionals. We are. No one's gonna call us and say you phoned it in. Mm-mm. They are. They are locked in. They're like, we might. They might as well be in like a Snoop Dogg video. They're going for it 100. Um, percent The other thing I like was there's a shot of the whole band in suits. When they're at the funeral for the, you know, the singer who's also in the coffin. And they all look like they're going to homecoming. Like, <laughs> that's the only way someone that young looks in a suit. Is homecoming that they're going to go to homecoming. Yeah. I was there. Yeah. I had so a was date. I. Just bragging. About how <laughs> I had a date to homecoming. Look at you. His name was Eddie Dick. He wore a clip-on tie. It's a true story. <laughs> and the next song on this album <laughs> is Please. Face Down.
back in silver chair zone. Yeah, this definitely gave me more of a an alternative feel. Um, I feel like these guys. I mean, once again, we got kind of the serviceable drums with the pingy drum sound. <laughs> that snare is. Uh, that's a rough one. That is not my favorite snare sound. No, neither is it mine. Uh, but there is a good lyric I wrote down. Line there in shambles, a burning ball of stress. I feel I like that. The, I, I like that. that. I feel mm-hmm. that. And also, once again, mm-hmm. these guys are like, we are dedicated <laughs> to verbalizing our album art. <laughs> Got a huge rock dick stuck in the desert. It keeps dragging in the sand. My hog is too heavy. <laughs> my, my, my elbows are bruised from dragging this hog. That's I can't wait for Stone Hog in the Desert. <laughs> oh, their second album, Stone Hog in the Desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't wait for all the feedback of guys. It's it's his knee. Yeah. Yeah, we know. I know. We know. We know. But. What is a dick if not a third knee? Exactly. <laughs> That's what my family always said. It's classic bloomer family <laughs> oh, tradition. Yeah. It's on our crest. <laughs> right. <laughs> what is a dick if not a third knee? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's oh there. boy. Is that is that um gonna be engraved into both you and Mitch's <laughs> wedding rings? Oh my god, yeah. Our rings, they might just look like a circle, but if you flip them around, you see that they're just dicks wrapped around our <laughs> so. Just subtle phalluses. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, and, uh, but from a distance, people are like, do they have knees on their rings? Yeah. We're like, no, no, no. They're dicks. <laughs> Good eye, though. Solid eye, but it also goes with our family crest. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just ours, just several dicks. Can I just say that I love the term that we have just made now, the subtle phallus? Um, (laughs) I I mean, that should be a band as far as I'm concerned. Oh, have you heard the subtle phallus? Maybe that'll be our next 200 episodes. They open for Rock Hog. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I love them. Oh, subtle phallus. Subtle phallus. Ah, very good. Um, I did. Uh, I didn't get to mention this comment for the previous song, but it was on songmeanings.com. Um, this uh, album only had two songs with comments: "Deep" and "Mistake." And there was this comment that I felt would just sort of reinforce what we said about how successful these young boys were with uh, with the young people. This is from commenter "Morning the Best of Me." Mm, I have to. St- yeah, I have to start by saying simply. I love Serial Joe. I love them. I heard them for the first time a few years ago when Mistake came out, and from then on, yep, I love them. But no one here knows who the hell they are, which sucks. This is one of those situations where I'd love to be a Canadian. I'm in America, Tennessee no less, but Ryan's voice is incredible. All the guys are so amazing, and this song will always be sentimental and nostalgic for me because it was the first I heard from them. I haven't heard any of their new stuff, but I'm going to stop being lazy, and I will download it all if I can find it. Serial mm. Joe is the best. Willing Smiley to, emoji. Willing to do the work. <laughs> willing to put of downloading in those it raps. all. Downloading it all if you can find it. Hey, I'm gonna get on LimeWire and make it dance for me. Look, I love them. They're great guys. Share Bear loaded on my computer. If I can find the songs. I'm going to download them. 
A true fan. But if it's one of those Napster deals where it's like rare serial Joe track and it just turns out to be something else. Pure Massacre from Silver Chairs Frog Stomp. <laughs> exactly. Actually, you probably luck out. Great he song. Would, yeah, I think you would probably yeah. luck out on the other side. All right. Let's see what's next. We got a song called Dragon on My Shoulder. Thrones premieres April 14th on HBO. Featuring Jon Snow. Uh oh. It's the Night King. He's got a dragon. Brienne of Tarth is walking slowly. Why, look who's over there. It's Jamie Lannister. <laughs> Don't forget our boy Tyrion. Shame, shame, shame. Shame, shame, shame. shame, shame. Here shame, comes shame, Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> so there are no lyrics to the song other than oh, the ones we just gave it. What a rocker. That's oh. okay. Yeah, we, uh, we helped. We really helped. Fill in your we own did. Rage Against the Machine screed at any point during that. Absolutely. You know, the same that burn crosses or just list the members of the cast of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Anything works. Yeah. Samuel Tarly. Let's get into some treaties. That's Sweet Mitchell's main complaint. He's only watched the last season of Game of Thrones because I made him. He's like, why are they always negotiating treaties? Because they're going to fucking die, Mitch. And I was like, there's so much more to it. But in his defense, he's only ever seen a treaty. He's not seen a red wedding. And the North remembers the treaties. (laughs) (laughs) The treaties. Wait, so, so wait. So he only watched this last season. Yeah, as long as he's watched... Yeah, just the last season because it's oh, we've only man. been dating for like two and a half years. Get it together. <laughs> Are you talking to me or Mitch? Both of you. I don't think he listens to this show anymore. We're in um, deep enough that he's probably all right. skipping. Well, I'll let him know. I'm just saying to when they, together. when they blow up, um, Septa Baylor. Oh Jesus Christ! Mm. That was spoilers. Um, if you made it this far. You made it this far. All right. Well, after you you listen to this episode on Sunday, tune in to the season premiere. We are not sponsored by anything. No. No, we're not. Can you imagine Roach Coach getting that GOT bump? (laughs) They were just like, here, you know what? They had so much fucking money that they were like, yeah, we picked one obscure podcast to give a little bump to. Hey, look. The house Tyrell <laughs> loves Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Elena was like, come on. All right. All right. Up next, we've got the phrase love cold. I, 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 I got to mention this song is good. It is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I was too busy making jokes, but you know what? You're right. The young boys came through. They did. All right. Up next, we've got Shallow.
so close yet so distant Fading face embraces resistant Words kept hidden in the shadows dark Your forbidden heart is shallow Your emotions are hollow I haven't learned it's time Cause you ain't coming back 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 Some of those that work forces. <laughs> the same that burn crosses. Cause you ain't coming back. Four high school students. Killer. Not bad. Killing the game. Killing it. Killing We've it. listened to grown men doing worse. So Absolutely. I applaud. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. name of the subtext of Roach Coach. Grown, grown men, men doing, doing worse. <laughs> I could probably yeah. Yeah, make a whole show out of that. Um, You're right. I mean, we could always. I mean, that could we could come out of every song <laughs> moving forward and go. Adults made that, and what do we think of it? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what though? This one, once again, they're charming in their earnestness. There, n- there is not an embarrassed bone in their bodies when they made this. They're just doing what they love. It's very clear they love Rage Against the Machine. We love Rage Against the Machine. It's a mutual adoration. And the thing is, I feel like if you went to see Serial Joe live, you know, in, you know, Saskatchewan High School <laughs> Gymnasium, this song would crush. It'd be a killer. That drop, forget about it. Best little mosh pit you ever seen. And on top of that, I was like, if I had a guitar and knew how to play it in 1999, this is the fucking song I would make. I really like felt like, yeah, th- I would have made this music. This is, w- this is what I was listening to. This is what I would have made. I was into Beastie Boys. I was into Rage. I was into Limp Bizkit. I would have made this song. So my hat's off to him. Jenny? Yeah. Uh, I don't... I feel like I agree. This is exactly the kind of song I would have made at this time. Um, it's not bad. No. It's it's a little generic, but like, what could you possibly expect? I wonder if they had like a weird manager who was like, all right, boys, <laughs> like, here we go. And I think of that because like Mitch was in a band. He was in like a Christian band and they when he was in high school and he had like a a manager and the manager was like you guys gotta wear makeup you guys gotta like cut your hair this certain way and so when i saw how young they were i was immediately like i wonder if they had a weird manager like that but always possible i feel like you don't get this far when you're that young without a weird manager somebody who's like has zero shame or ability to say oh okay you need somebody who's just like, no, we're going to go in there and they're going to love it. Somebody who's like, listen, guys, here's what we got to do. I know music. I know touring. Like they must have had a weird manager, right? Uh, I'm looking through the liner notes and there's no unusual thank yous. I can't tell. There's <laughs> nobody listed as a manager of any kind. 
Um, but they do thank, they say, the, they thank the rave for keeping the long days fun and no blue dots. Hmm. And then they say, great teachers, and they list Rick Gratton, Dan Preston, Sean Armstrong, and Dave Sommerfeld, Grant Taylor, Dave Zamiba. And part of me wonders if those are actual teachers from school. Probably. Yeah, probably. Possibly. I, at that age, I would have thanked a teacher. Yeah. The oh, cool yeah. one. I would have been like, Mr. Buckaloo, you taught me a lot about history. Dr. Linden, you're the best. Mrs. Wagner, you taught me so much. <laughs> I made this chuggy riff for you. Here's a chuggy riff in your honor. All right. Well, let's get to some more honors. Unless you've got more, Lauren. I do not. The All right. honor is ours. Up next, we've got a song called Push. Yeah, baby. Oh, my God. Hi. I've been on winter vacation. Yeah. How? You look great. Yeah, I did a cleanse. Oh, wow. It really is doing wonders for your skin, Prowlar. Thank you so much. Oh, I missed you guys. Oh my god, is that keychain for me? Yeah, this is uh, this is how I'm paying you back. Uh, I invested in Bitcoin. Oh wow! <laughs> like I shorted it. Oh, like the big short. Yeah, I did that oh, for yeah. Bitcoin. Wow, it's just a flip flop that says Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I love it. I'll use it every day. Yeah. Anyway, I uh, gotta go. <laughs> Bye. Wow. Mysterious, but always gentleman, that Prowler. Oh, love it. I mean, I, I didn't get anything, but, you know, that's fine. It's, I, I'll, we can trade weekends with our Bitcoin flip-flop keychain. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, this song is just uh, <laughs> really generic. Yeah, uh, there's really a, nothing much I think there. that's why Prowler made an appearance. <laughs> I think he might have been. He, he realized that it's been like eight weeks since anybody's seen him. Well, what, Prowler's going to come around when Daryl Palumbo's ripping shit up? <laughs> Prowler knew better. Exactly. So true. Palumbo's ripping shit. All right. Push is no Matchbox 20 push. Mm-mm. But no. I will play the next song if you tell me what it is. It's called Sanity. Here we go. Oh, this is my favorite 311 cover band. It's an alternative boy. Big quick question. Quick question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, does this sound like someone who's crazy, who's losing their sanity? They seemed sane. They yeah. seemed well under control. 
well under control. It is just called sanity. Well, the line in the lyric is, you better go because I'm going crazy. I think I'm losing my sanity. But it's sung the way I just said it. (laughs) Well, I think you better go. Because I'm going to lose my cool. (laughs) This is a real (laughs) Broadway musical. I'm so upset. I think I'm going to lose my mind. Where's my sanity? I can't find it anywhere. Look under the bed. (laughs) No, it's not there. Uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda presents Sanity. Where did it go? go. It's not in this barrel nor in this shoebox. I can't find it. Oh, man. It's right in that sweet spot for Jenny. So, if anybody needs somebody for their musical, (laughs) Jenny is ready. I'm ready. My note was that this is what Ross is talking about when he says, sing it like you mean it. And this was not what, yeah, he was like, I'm going to write a song about going crazy. I don't really know what it means to actually be crazy, but that's what I'm going to write a song about. And it's fine. I prefer them to Sweating Bullets. That's a great I'm going crazy song. (laughs) Is that the one one? that's, hello, me? Meet the real me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> one where you you know like what yeah, a minute in you're like, uh yeah, this guy's losing it. <laughs> yeah. Well from the jump you're like, is uh, he okay? Uh <laughs> no. Wello. Dave's struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I mean this has some crunch to it, but yeah, lyrically it was one of those things where I was like, This is just funny to me that these lines, you know, you better go. I'm losing it. I'm like, are you? Are you? Are you? I'm about to become upset. You better go. It just made me think of a lot of iconic lines if they were delivered the same way. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. People equals shit. Get the fuck up. Back the fuck up. Back the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Up next, we've got Centipede. Sounds like if a centipede was playing guitar. These little arms. Don't come back. So many legs like a centipede. <laughs> That's going to be a hundred because we use the metric system. <laughs> We're doing a lot of musicals. Base 10. 
Well, the centipede, the centipede does come into play lyrically in the second verse. Look at you, you dirtily, you dirty, mindless wreck, <laughs> worthless as a minor tiny insect. Crush your body. You're a centipede. You're mixed up. Yeah. So reach inside and bleed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question for both of you. Uh-huh. Okay. Can you imagine being confident enough as a teenager to be in this band and perform these songs? I was not there myself. I could not imagine being that confident now. <laughs> My friends, perhaps you forgot that this guy was in show choir. Oh, Matt. Oh, <laughs> Matt. On. It has been years since it's been mentioned. But yeah. So I would have thought like, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> and it would have been as toothless as some of these songs are. Like, it's an idealized rage. You know, like, this is how we're going to really stick it to the haters and the posers. Mm-hmm. Of which, hopefully, I am not one of. Am I? I hope not. Okay, <laughs> let's... This, 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 the band is pretty good i think yeah. yeah i i think the band's not bad i i it's um it is a bit of a song to song thing we didn't get into it but there's an earlier song i think it's the outro to mistake it, it reminded me of um when i went to see a local band play uh, a, a like outdoor party barbecue when i was in college and they were they were playing popular songs it was all covers they decided they were going to cover the strokes last night and they were basically doing it it was going fine but it has that albert hammond jr guitar solo at the end and my friends that did not happen for us that day Mm. we Mm. were treated to something very much less than and (laughs) um, very much less i i remember thinking maybe you should have just skipped this if rehearsals were i mean not going great you're not nailing it now um but yeah, with with this song, it was they were fine. It, it was you know whatever. I wrote in my notes that it's not a great song. I think because the chorus with the squirm squirm distorted vocal is just it is not aged well. I'll say that much. Um, and also, you realize that they are a bunch of teens. There isn't any swearing on this album. So when it, things get really intense, the line you get is, uh, "Your constant crap is what I'm left to use." Your constant crap. Wow. I think this may be the first album we've done that uses crap. Wow. Could be. Could be. Well, milestone. Milestone. <laughs> A true milestone. All right. Up next, we've got the song Confused. Yeah, baby, I'm back. Hey. Whoa, gotta go. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was easier. He was gone. <laughs> Made a prowler-sized hole in my wall. <laughs> Ran right through it. Love to say and tread, but I gotta go. 
This is a complete, oh, bless their hearts. They're really going forward on that one. Yeah, the the weird guitar throughout was an interesting choice. I, they're teens. They're teens. They're teens. They're trying stuff out. What was they're I just, doing when I was a what teen? What were you doing? It's, it, it's all about experimenting, finding out your limits, finding out what you're into, what you're not into. Exactly. Am it's I talking about being confused? Exactly. Who knows? They were like, let's just figure it out. None of us know what's going on. You know? It's all good. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Yeah. We're on track I thought, 10. I thought this was the most new metal song so far that we've heard. Yeah. Probably. I'd say. Yeah, it's got it's got a it's got a decent amount of chug. It's got a lot of weird noises and screeches in it that feel pretty new metal. I wrote this lyric down because I said I I'll just read it. Feel the angst within me, soon I'll blow. Got a rage built up inside of me, I'll never show. Love to stay and chat, but I gotta go. Love mm-hmm. my boys. That's that's it, that is an, a completely acceptable teen lyric. Love it. Probably my favorite lyric on the album. Like mm-hmm. all I've got all this rage and everything built up inside me. I'm so upset. Love to stay in chat, but I gotta go. <laughs> I Who really, has not uh, been there? Who has I not been there? Appreciate the awareness of <laughs> whoever's writing the lyrics of being like. I'm really upset and I need a minute. Like, I imagine that every member of this band is having a very successful and fulfilling adult life. I think so. Because if they were writing lyrics like this when they were teenagers, (laughs) with like this level of like restraint and like, I'm upset and I need a minute. So I will, I'm going to go. I'm going to take that minute so I don't say anything I regret. I would hate to say something I don't really mean because right now, my emotions are running high. Because I expect from others what I expect from myself. <laughs> I can't let myself down in this conversation with you. So yes, I am going to go. But I do want to circle back with you when I've composed my thoughts. Okay. I need to take I... a minute. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're stretching uh, because we wow. saw you reading. <laughs> I have a bombshell oh, that I missed. I'm ready. Shit. Their manager is Ryan's mom, Debbie. Debbie! And and (laughs) Debbie has lyric co-writes on most of these songs. (laughs) Debbie has a co-write on Should Have Been Mine. Debbie has a co-write on Mistake. Let me go and... uh, Debbie... um, what, what are we on? Okay, this song confused uh, lyrics from Ryan and Dan. Um, but yeah, Debbie, Debbie's all over this thing. That makes so much sense. Stage mom. Has there, have we ever learned anything that made more sense <laughs> than, than <that>? Debbie? <laughs> Debbie. I have to say, Debbie, thank you. You did a great job. You did a wonderful job, Debbie. <laughs> did Debbie draw this cover? <laughs> no, Debbie no, was that's like, Adam. I love this guy crawling through the desert, but if you could give him a huge stone dick, 
just I a, just want a rock hard hog that stays. Would rock. it be possible to give him a rock cock? That's all I want. I want him to be unable to complete his journey because his heavy stone dick throws him in the sand. His third leg is digging into the sand. Um, so this does bring me to uh, an article. I sent this over to you, Jenny. Um, mm. It is called The Rise and Fall of Serial Joe, uh, written on the website Pete Hates Music, in which uh, the aforementioned Pete uh, wrote about the time that he got Serial Joe to play his high school. And what had happened was that he had set up basically their own Tibetan Freedom Concert at their high school. Um, he was in grade 13. And uh, basically, he reached out to their management. And the way he found it was, he said, I looked up Ryan Dennis in the phone book. And I talked to Ryan Dennis's mom, Debbie, who was the band manager. We had lengthy 30-minute conversations with her asking me to discuss my future university plans and goals. <laughs> and all sorts of things I wasn't expecting. I'm guessing she was sussing out my validity as a fundraising leader after a couple of conversations. I had started my career as a festival booker and landed the hot young serial Joe to headline my Tibetan Freedom concert. And um, I love the idea that Debbie is a total mom. Like someone's calling, I want to book your band. Great. What are you, what what are you, are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Like you just you're not just booking bands. I mean, you're doing other things, right? What are you eating? I'm just having some Kevin Crunch. To, to make sure you're getting some salad, getting some roughage. Uh, you know? uh, yeah. Could we just talk about? Can I book Serial Joe? I mean, the I want the show is. I um, want to book them, but I want you to think about eating healthy. Uh, how many? How many? How many pops did you drink today? Um, uh, three. Did you gotta drink some water, honey. What? You gotta drink oh, some water. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. We'll book the band, but you better have some water bottles there. I don't want a bunch of Mountain Dew Code Reds. Oh, oh fine. I wow. Wow. Debbie's and some right. celery. And some wow. celery sticks. <laughs> some ants on a log. Ants oh, on a log. Yeah. <laughs> if Debbie don't get no ants on the log for her boys. Don't even. Fucking. Don't even consider it. She is trashing that room. Van Halen style. Debbie's nice <laughs> until she's not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Um, all right. Uh, up next, we got a song called Outrage. You want to take it to the next level? On the streets and burn like the devil I don't know what's causing your rage Your body wants to know why Cause it's an outrage Listen up, I'll pay the price Don't know what's nice You know when it rides Madness and hate you for your fames I know you're different Cause now it's not the same uh. If it's called Outrage, it's going to be a lift from Rage Against the Machine. Again, yep. 
it's it's charming in its awkwardness. I enjoyed it. Jenny? Yeah, I, much like the rest of this album, it felt a little bit like a lift. It felt a little bit like it didn't have quite the same bite as some of the things that I, I like most. But when you consider that this is like a bunch of teenagers for that, it's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Matt? I was sitting there and was like, you say jump, I say how high. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, if you're going to steal, I can steal from the best, baby. Absolutely. The so, thing, the yeah. thing is that they they can't help that they're. Let's face it, they're just not that aggressive. These guys, they're high schoolers. Yeah. Like if he was singing his throat out, reckless, devil may care, I'd be like, shit. But like, in a way, they're they're just. A high school band having fun playing the style that they love not a band that like i can't live unless i do this you know what i mean like there's an i don't there's a grit maybe that's the word i'm looking for there's a grit i don't get like when we heard um mistake i was like this is this band's bread and butter like this is where they should be living these songs it's just like eh. You haven't lived enough in high school to even, unless you're like from some place that is very, like Jay-Z at this age could sing a song, could rap a song that you're like, holy shit, I don't get that from these guys. They sound like they have a loving mother. Right. They yeah. sound like they have like a really like reasonable, solid family. Um, which is good. They're doing this because they're good at it. But they want to sing about things that are much more worldly than I feel like any high schooler from the place they're from or the place that I was from. I mean, I'm going to own that a million percent. If I was to be like, the ghetto is starving. Like, fuck you, Manos. is what I would say. Well, I, I, I'm just thinking about big debut albums and just changing up a couple key details so let's go back metallica kill them all okay let's say mustaine isn't the co-writer on that let's say instead it's james hetfield's mother <laughs> <laughs> what does that album sound like mm, i don't you know, know. Um, i i now yeah. have a goal if i ever have a child to co-write uh, an aggressive album for them when they're in their teens. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'd like to thank Serial Joe for that. Thank you for that inspiration. Thank you, Debbie. Are we on the last song? Mm-hmm. Wait, we're on the last song? Yeah. We are. Matt, do you have a question for me? I do. How <laughs> respectful of our time. This album, obviously fairly respectful. Very respectful of our time, as it is a respectful album overall. But of our time especially respectful it comes in at 37 minutes and 48 seconds what a breeze of an album i love it yeah debbie's like keep this shit clicking boys hey <laughs> leave them wanting more 
not overstaying your welcome. That's exactly right. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, we got one song left, and it is called Denial, not the river. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when I'm so sorry. Again with the fresh flow, low, low, dipping over like a deck of cards. I'll tell you where you are. Stuck at the starting line with nothing left to say. Your runs unravel and the tension start to break. You think you know me, you're inside of my head. But you ain't understood one single word that I'm saying. Follow the leader is the name of the game you play. You want to be taken apart, I'm gonna have my own way. Erase the face of your enemies, for what is mine, yeah, deny this. Erase the face of your enemies, for what is mine, try to deny this. Take it down, you've got the Matt, in your face. Oh, yeah, I, need, I need you to go to 130. You're going to get me to go to 130, and here you go. Hello. Yeah. Right at the, at the tail end, they're like, we can rip it up a little bit. Plus, this is 1999. Two years before the release of POD Satellite, which uses that same riff for Boom. Hmm. Lucky hmm. Lou. Except Daddy. it's that situation. <laughs> it's that situation, though. They use it for just a little cool transition here. And uh, in, in it's, POD, it's, it was like, no, that's where the magic lives. It's the, it's that old Jay-Z line. You made it a hot line. POD made it a hot song. I kind of loved this song. It's real good. Um, it's really good. The drop is great. And I feel like... I know that we've said a lot about how like a lot of this album doesn't have teeth. I feel like this song does. It's not the vocals, but musically, I feel like it went, it was really cool and it got very heavy and I liked it a lot. I was not expecting to really like a song on this album, but I really liked this one. Mm -hmm. Music by Serial Joe. Lyrics by Debbie and Ryan. Wow, sorry, Debbie. No shade at all. <laughs> but I just think the music I, I don't know. Especially when I was thinking about um I don't know, it's like high school kids. Pretty good music. Pretty good. I mean it's a, it's an excellent finale. I mean you takes you out and you go, Ooh, cereal Joe, all right. I wonder what they're gonna do next. Indeed. For one, they're dumping Adam. They're getting Todd. <laughs> That's one thing they're doing for <laughs> sure. Thing. Yeah. Instant. Uh, well, that is that's the album, which uh, now brings us to the part of the show. Cannon talk. Cannon. Jenny, why don't we start with you? Um, I really enjoyed listening to this album. I thought it was pretty good. Um, there wasn't. I I certainly wouldn't put the whole album in the canon if anything there's something about denial 
that I liked. And I thought that, like, if you're thinking about high school kids <laughs> making, like, new metal, I don't even think it should go in the canon necessarily. But I have, like, a, I think I have, like, a fondness for this album. I don't really know what to do with it. If anything, I would say Denial does deliver some of the the drop that I like to hear. But I also feel kind of like I'm like, but these boys tried so hard. Like, I don't know. I don't know what to say. Mr. Show Promoter, you mean my boys who traveled all this way aren't going to go on to play their one song? Yeah, I do feel like I want to give them that chance because I'm sure that all the members of Serial Joe are want nothing more than to be in the canon. In the, in the new metal canon. I'm sure that this is like on their radar and, and in the front of their mind. Well, we've reunited bands for less. <laughs> that is true. Lauren, what do you think? You know what? I love these guys. I think they're they're trying their best and they're just having a lot of fun. And that fun is infectious. And it really did take me back um, in a way for an album I'd never heard before doing this show. I really felt, you know, that 17, 18 year old vibe of just like, we're doing it. We're in a band and we're writing these songs, some with our mom, whatever. She's helping. We need Debbie's a ride. probably cool as hell. Debbie's got to be cool as hell. She co-wrote Denial, which is right now being placed as a possibility into the new metal canon can we just put debbie in the canon <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe uh debbie's over there making sure everybody is getting a full night's sleep and booking bands i don't know if i'd put anything in the canon i do think denial is probably the closest to new metal but i think for me it's one of those things where like the boom riff is cool, but we know where it really came together. Matt Nas, what do you think? You know what? I really enjoyed listening to this with you. I really, this fucking album cover, it has been <laughs> staring me down <laughs> this whole time that we've been doing this episode. And I love it more and more every time I look at it. The proportions of the man on the sand isn't they're insane. His huge dick. His rock cock digging in like a tick burrowing into flesh. <laughs> but when I think of the canon and I hear the song Denial, do I go, This is essential new metal? <laughs> I go, No, I'm sorry. No, you're you're one hundred percent right. Do I want to put an asterisk and be like, these guys tried? Of course I do, but it doesn't work like that. Um, I mean, we can make it work like that if we no, want to. No, I, I think you're right. I think I just had such a genuinely good time listening to Me this too. record. And Me I have too. like such a fondness Absolutely. for it. And like the story that I've written in my mind about how it was made. Um, I really hope that these guys are balanced and are living good lives and having a great time <laughs> and they look back on this and it's a couple of laughs and oh god that was crazy i can't believe we did that and they're doing great that's my hope uh <laughs> for them like i really do want the best for serial joe i do <laughs> i agree it's, it's corny it's, as, i do too absolutely i agree it's i know what you're saying because i'm just like 
you know, I just hope that they're just like having a great life and like finding stuff that feels fulfilling. Because I'll tell you what, I would have loved to have been Serial Joe. I yeah. would have loved to be Serial Joe. There isn't a part of me that wouldn't have loved to be in a band that got recognition, that was successful. They played Woodstock 99. <laughs> I want to know more about that. Like, that part alone is insane to me that they did that. Um, it just isn't new metal canon. Matt, you did broach an idea into my head though, in your, uh, in your bit you just said there. Do we want to create a new metal album art canon? Because we've <laughs> talked about this front cover more than a lot of albums we've done, and it really is something special. This crying man. This nude man, the blazing sun over the desert, this font. I don't even really think we've talked about this font. This font is insane. It this looks like it's ska font. It, it, it's ska font meets Aladdin. <laughs> I, I was going to say it's ska font meets Jinkos. That's what I got out of it, too. Yeah, it's a lot. It's it's a lot to take. Well, if. if if you're saying, does this album cover go into the new metal junk drawer? <gasps> there you go. I say, yes, of course it does. 100%. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There, there it is. Mm-hmm. There it is. There it is. There you have it. Serial Joe, not in the new metal canon, but we had a lot of fun. And your album art, done by Adam, is now in the new metal junk drawer. Thank you so much. <laughs> which, which you of course know what it is because you've listened to 150 episodes of our. You show. know what it is. If you, you know haven't it. listened to 150 episodes of the show, just imagine what would be in the new metal junk drawer, and you're probably right. Every house has a junk drawer. Yep. Where you put odds and ends. Yep. We have one too. Right. That's and it right. Now includes a picture of a man dragging a massive stone dick through the desert. <laughs> <laughs> the burden is more than any of us can imagine. The struggle <laughs> is real. All of That's you right. with your weak flesh sticks could just walk through the desert, but not Willy this nilly. man. Not this man with a huge stone dick. Gets uh, heavy. The true gift and a curse, right? <laughs> right? So true. So there true. it is. That does bring us to the end of this episode. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, whoever recommended this album, I don't remember anymore. But <laughs> thank you very much. It was pretty recently. Thank it you. was. Thank you. And um, we'll be back next week with another band. Is it episode 150? Done. Next week is episode 149. Oh. And then 150. We're bringing back some bad boys. The bad boys. What you going to do? <laughs> what you going to do when we come for you? Uh, inner circle, where are you at? Oh, you're man. Th- <laughs> I hope you're doing well, too. Hey, oh, circle. Yeah. I hope you're doing great. You got that song and that song about la 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 long. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> we got... <laughs> that's, what, that's exactly the response that that deserved. Two uh, yups. Two yups. Please let's move on as fast as humanly fucking possible from the other Inner Circle song. Oh, uh, man. 
Well, <laughs> indeed. We've got some great apps coming up. Just as good, if not better than this one. Who knows? And who knows? Could be worse. You don't know. Uh, but we'll be back next week with more fun new metal. Please say hello online. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, you know, go over on Reddit. It's a madhouse. We pop in every now and again to get to get roasted. It's fine. <laughs> we, we've built up a resistance. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Until then, Jenny, thank you. Lauren, thank you. Matt, thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Stone cocks. How dare we?